Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, and a happy Valentine's Day to each of you and to the folks that are doing this radio program with me, one 800 229 to join Dr. Jill Hubbard. Hello, Jill. Hello, Steve. And there he is. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. You doing all right? There I'm he good. is. There, there, there I am. Is. Yes. He's right there, headphones on. Yes. And uh, he's going to be doing the Emotional Freedom mm-hmm. Workshop with me and Jackie Mac Harris. And uh, Jill, you're doing parenting, the mm-hmm. um, doing life with adult children yep. with Dr. Jim Burns. And it's all about adjusting our styles for these adult children. But we want to talk about Valentine's Day. Now... You might think that it's romantic that I'm doing a wedding. I'm performing a wedding on Valentine's Day. I do. But I think it's even more significant that I'm going to my heart doctor, my cardiologist, or my hardiologist that, that I uh, call him. Anyway, you know, it's not a happy day for a lot of people. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And uh, Larry Sonnenberg and I, we do talk every now and then. We were just talking and um, about how difficult it is. For some people, to buy a Valentine card mm-hmm. today, um, and they probably have to cross stuff out because they've been betrayed. Yeah, and you know we've got this restore workshop coming up, and if if you're a woman, and it is hard for you to think of what that Valentine card should say, I think restore could do mm-hmm. some miraculous things in your life. And we're going to be doing that, not this weekend, but next weekend in Orange County. And I really, really hope that you would go. Please go. And and Steve, Valentine's Day, unfortunately, is a day where people get careless. And so a lot of people find out things and find out about betrayals and things around Valentine's true. Day. Well, yeah. and it's also just this stark reminder if we've been through a betrayal, a mm-hmm. broken-hearted experience, Valentine's Day sort of puts the broken heart in our face. Oh, it does. And, and that's, I think, the really important aspect of Restore This Weekend mm-hmm. and why it's so critically important. Because uh, as a betrayed person or a person where harm has come unto me, right. it's not fair that I have to go do something about that right. harm, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you're carrying that broken heart today, the best Valentine's Day you can give to your own broken heart through betrayal is the restored workshop. Absolutely. It's to love yourself enough yes. not to believe the betrayer, right? Yes. To love yeah. yourself enough to go get some support and help. Yes. 
Well, if you're a woman, we can help you with a broken heart. Now, if you're the one who broke that heart, you might have, or probably do, have a divided heart. And we can Mm -hmm. help you heal that also at every man's battle. Here's the thing. Uh, It's one thing to talk. It's another thing to do, to put action behind the desires and the thoughts. The Bible says if you know something is right and you don't do it, then... You know, that's wrong to not do what you know is right. We all fall into that. We all do it. We all mess up. But if that pertains to something so huge that every day of your life is impacted by not doing the work, doing the healing, come to restore, please. We'll talk more about that after this. 1-800-229-3000. St. Valentine. You know what he's known for? Valentine's Day. Anyway, we'll talk more about that (laughs) after this 1-800-229-3000. I do hope you'll make the best of whatever situation that you're in. We'll be back. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here with Chris Williams, Dr. Jill Hubbard. And you know, there's a great scripture I want to read to you. It's perfect for today. There are, well, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And after you've been betrayed, you know, it it feels horrible, and especially more than once. But you can take that betrayal pain, love yourself enough to get around healthy people, healthy church, healthy counselor, deal with whatever it is. Now, I'm talking about betrayal i was betrayed Mm -hmm. and so i know men are betrayed also and um, if you are you could join us for emotional freedom we'll help you with that that deep grief pain agony it's horrible for us guys because usually people think of things in just the opposite gender Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's go. Well, let's go to David, Allentown, Pennsylvania. David, how are you today, and uh, what is on your mind? I'm trying to bring you up here, but there you go. What's on your mind, David? Well, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, you know, uh, for us guys, there's a, we, we're also hurting. You know, mm-hmm. yes, we mm-hmm. also we also have been betrayed. Right. Uh, I know that there seems to be more of a spot for. For females, but there's a lot of guys hurting, and they don't want to talk about it because mm. we're the macho, macho kind of person. Mm-hmm. But uh, to be honest with you, uh, I talk to a lot of guys. A lot of guys have been hurt. Yeah. So I just wanted I, to I, that. Up. Yes, and I'm one of them, mm-hmm. and I'm not a victim. But I, I tell you, it, uh, it it was so painful, and I discovered fear was a big part of that pain. So if you are a guy. It might not even be that you're betrayed. It just might be that you're married to somebody who doesn't want you, rejects you. That's pretty painful, too. I think it's important, and thanks for reminding us, David. I'll send you a one-year Bible for men if you'll just hold on for bringing this up. But I do think this. 
I think it's really important on these tough days that we try to get with somebody else. Yes. And get through the day, mm-hmm. and maybe even get through the day stronger. Well, and you know, I, I like to take the emphasis off of romantic love. Yes, yeah. Because it's like it doesn't have to just be relegated to that. I love lots of people. Yeah. I was up late last night preparing all my little Valentine gifts for people that I care about. And so I, I use it to be a day of expressing love to all kinds of people. Even in even in what you're wearing today. Oh, it was well, so. Like, I, I told you, I'm very thematic. Yes, it looks amazing. <laughs> it looks great, but it's like it it, it, it emanates just that. Jill is mm-hmm. that you're a person of love, spreading love in the world. Yeah. You can see that on the YouTube channel, New Life <laughs> Live YouTube channel, well, you right there. You don't get the full effect, but okay. Uh, you really don't. <laughs> Let's go to Todd, Tampa, Florida, W-A-V-A. That is where he's calling from. Hi, Todd. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. I was also, I'm also being helped with some confusion. I, uh, I'm wondering what kind of therapy I should do, but I don't know if I have trauma or sexual abuse. I'm not sure. I'm going to just probably share that with the therapist in the future, but. Well, what what happened to you? What was it that happened to you? And it's hard to hear you if you're on a weird kind of connection. If you could become normal, <laughs> that would be great. But we can't hear you. But what did happen to you early on? Maybe you can hear me better now. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that is much better, Todd. What happened to you early on? Um... So I was a, uh, I had this memory of me being an infant on the on the, on the living room floor. And there's like a mobile over my head, like one of those things you look, a child looks up at. Mm-hmm. And then um, then this man walks by, walks by and kicks the mobile as he's storming past by accident, of course. And he's he's going back to the to the room where my mother is, and they're going to have a fight or an argument. And when he kicks the mobile, it's like I have an outer body experience. And I, have a third person perspective and I see my myself on the mm-hmm. on the floor looking up and I see mm-hmm. I see uh, the man storming out away from me and um and, and maybe that's just like a, a vision or something of, of why of my dad leaving me at an early age. I never I didn't I, I mean he uh he was in my life on like weekends and stuff but uh they were separated. Okay. Uh, but and then he came back into the relationship. Thank you. All right, so um, let's start with Jill, and and let's talk about this, because, you know, whether it was a real thing, a perceived thing, whatever, you know, it's real now, and it's impacting you. Well, and you're you're telling us, Todd, it is true that your dad left. Mm -hmm. What's your relationship like with him now? Uh, It's uh, it's, it's challenging. He's a... uh, uh, he's an alcoholic right now, and he uh, he, uh, he he gets he isolates and he, he shouts verbal verbal mm-hmm. and abusive things yeah. throughout the house when he's isolated, and he's just like I hate all of you kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just things he thinks is I just yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, still, yeah, and do you know the the narrative of from your mother's perspective? Uh. Like, have you shared this vision with your mom? No, uh, she passed away when I was twenty-three mm. um, with cancer, and, uh, and my, so my dad. Uh, my dad came back into my life when I was eleven, two thousand and one, uh, September eleventh, 
and then and then it was like really conflict in, in our house because I was the man of the house at that time. I was uh, here's here's another um, piece of the sexual abuse possibly. Um, I used to sleep. I used to wet the bed, uh, so I would put on clean clothes and I would go lay in bed with my mother, and then to um, then uh, one night I, I I I was I don't know ten or something and. Mm-hmm. Uh, puberty was happening, and you know that happens in the night. Um, I don't think I should share this over. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't. Okay. Something possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Something happened. Sorry, mm-hmm. No, it's no, okay. you're good. Yeah. You're good. So, Todd, you've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. You've been through abandonment. You've been through hurt. You know, I, I think that vision of a baby, mm-hmm. you know, an infant. You know, when I think of my own sons, you know, the, as, as infants, I want to care for them. I want to protect them. I want to nurture them. I want to, I want to play, you know, and be a part of their lives. But most importantly, provide them a deep sense of safety and security in the world. And, and a baby on their back mm-hmm. is in an incredibly vulnerable position, looking at a mobile, and the kicking of the mobile is like the well, world. It's like a symbolic yeah, memory, like a, right? Yeah. That really. Yeah overarches uh, all of your experiences. A, a, a metaphor that, Todd, mm-hmm. you were unfortunately not born into a safe family right? with safe people. And that has deep, deep impacts on us. Mm-hmm. That creates later in life a tremendous a sense of anxiety that I'm yeah, not safe insecurity. in the world, the world's not safe, you know, a sense of shame, there must be something wrong with me. That all leads up to depression as well, mm-hmm. uh, a sense of hopelessness, helplessness. And, and so, Todd, if you're experiencing all of those, all I have to say to those, I don't like it, but I say yes, that those are real and true experiences. And yes, you're asking the absolute right question. Mm-hmm. What do I do about it? And, and that's what you want to do about it, is you want to seek out a therapist in your area, a really strong therapist in your area that does trauma therapy. And as as a trauma therapist, let me give you a hint. On and that what, is attachment oriented. Exactly, too. yeah. Right. It, is that this is a person that you want to feel very safe with, mm-hmm. that you trust, and that will help you get into your story and help you heal through the details of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain how it really all works but mm-hmm. there is such uh, a burden in secrecy and silence yes. and then confusion not yeah. really clear because you don't spend a lot of time thinking about it it just hits you and, and you don't want to think about it but that's what can really help you is get some clarity and then you go through a grieving process and and with comfort mm-hmm. yeah and wisdom it- and it's not, not easy to do that on your own. And, and Steve, I, I know this is circles back to our workshops, but I want to I mention this just for a moment because what our pain needs first is the truth of it, but mm-hmm. before benevolent witnesses, mm-hmm. people that can hold it yep. well. And the power of what we offer in these workshops is just that. People to hold the pain and hold the things that we're scared and terrified of revealing and seeing and working through to do that really well in a safe and secure environment where we can then have the courage and the wisdom to start working through it. All right. Well, let me uh, send you a couple of things. I'd like to send you uh, 
healing is a choice. I think Sherry's book, Intimate Betrayal, can also help because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. really weaves in the whole trauma aspect of it. I'll send that to you. Hope and pray, something we've said, has been helpful. Now, if you go to a certain church, they're going to tell you, oh, get get a good counselor. In fact, go to our counseling center or whatever. If you go to another church, they say, well, you know, you just have to forgive that and move on. That's not healthy. That's toxic. Don't listen to that. You deserve to get the help. People say, don't deal with the past, just move on. Well, if the past is seeping into your present, it's not really the past. 1-800-229-3000. That's the number to join us. Be here for a couple hours here on Valentine's Day. 1-800-229-3000. And now let's go to Londa, Louisville, Nebraska. KCRO. Hi there. How are you? Hi, I'm just great. It's so good to hear you all. I appreciate you all so much. Um, Thank you. My question has has to do with making an amend um, toward my adult daughter, who is now 35. Um, She was estranged from me for about five years. We've reconnected now for over a year, but it's primarily through tech. And uh, she didn't say what that estrangement was about, but just that she was very sorry. And um, so I've, I've just been, I took your course on adult children. Um, I'm a follower of 12 Step, and, and I use your resources in those. Um, but she texted about that um, uh, she did not have the childhood she deserved. Mm-hmm. And and I want to look at that from any part that I may have played in that, and um, and how how do I handle that? And and my part that I played in that, um, her father and I divorced, and in going back to work, I made her responsible sometimes for the care of her older brother who has special needs. Okay. And and I I I think she thinks she didn't have the freedom that her friends did, you know, mm-hmm. to go out and do and, and that kind that's 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 the part that really hammers into my heart about that. And um and I and I just you know, I've 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 uh, taken classes even on being a better listener. Um, I, I felt our relationship okay. is growing, and I'm letting right. her take the wheel on that. Okay. So we want to give you some good advice here. Um, good news is she told you. Mm-hmm. She told you, yeah. I, here's the problem. Whether it is the biggest problem or whether she's exaggerating or very realistic, doesn't matter. She told you, and now you have a chance to respond. And I want to hear from, when we get back, from Jill and Chris, but it seems to me the first response would be, ever since you sent that to me, I have not stopped thinking about how you did not have a childhood that that maybe was like your friends or, or that... You deserve mm. it. I wish mm. it had been better for mm. you. Mm. Now, mm. You're, you're weighing that against the fact that, you know, 
you do what you have to do in a family. Everybody pitches in mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But we'll talk about how to nuance that because we're not supporting that everybody needs to be comfortable and only do the things that make them feel comfortable because people do need to be part of a family solution when there's a problem. We'll talk about that right after this. 1-800-229-3000. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Of course, we're talking with Londa about her kids, her daughter. And uh, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but raising kids is very tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so it's tough. And here she is holding a resentment, separated over that as the excuse. What do you think, Chris? To start with you, um, well, to build this on this isn't a time to teach a lesson here. It's no, a time no, no. Of, yeah, what, yeah. What well, she she's do? thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that what you've said, Steve, is 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 it is Londa. What you want to be careful of is that you're saying, I think she fill in the blank. So we don't want to write stories for them. Mm. That's really important, if, mm. especially when there's absence. Mm-hmm. Absence create, creates blank pages, and we typically write bad stories on those, <laughs> right? So what you want to be able to do is just simply ask her about her experience. You know, Jill was talking to me at the break, and it's like their experience may be different than yours. Their their mm-hmm. facts may be different, but you want to – Jill's wisdom yeah. to me was you want to avoid correcting their facts. You just yeah, want – Okay. And it's the hardest thing ever. I don't always succeed at it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> just ask my daughter. Yes. <laughs> Which, I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm having to defend. No. Right. And, 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 and yeah. you don't. What you want to be able to do and, – and you're saying you're doing some stuff on listening. You want to attune to her heart. Listen to her heart. Mm. Listen to the disappointments or the pains mm. or the heartache. And reflect that back to her and just say, that is tough. Yeah, you're reflecting back her story. So this is her story, her perspective, how it felt to her. And you really, it's like you want to get behind her eyes and really understand what it was like for her. Okay, so that's where you have to detach yourself a little bit from your story. Yes. This isn't about your story. This is about her experience. And Londa, if you're carrying any of your own sense of shame or guilt, that's actually going to get in the way. Okay, because we understand you probably did the best that you possibly could in the moment that you did it, knowing that it was highly imperfect. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so there's grace for yourself yeah. in that it didn't go all the way that you wanted it to. Or you didn't show up the way that you wanted to. And I you know, we get all that. When That's we right. own, Yes, when we own that for mm-hmm. ourselves. And say, yes, I'm yes. I, I even grieve myself in this, but I also want to protect myself from the shame of it. To say mm-hmm. that I'm a bad mom and I'm a worthless mm-hmm. person and I don't deserve yes. love. And none of that's true. It's just that I sho- showed up with my own broken heart and it, w- it probably wasn't enough for you, daughter. Mm-hmm. And, well, and also, yeah, go ahead, Londa, we know that none of us get an ideal childhood. If we had all yes. had the perfect childhood, then what? But mm-hmm. actually, some of these things really, like we need them. We need the imperfection to grow and develop character. So as much as it's a hurt, it's also a necessity in life. Mm. 
That's good. Right? So that's important to remember. And it's okay to say, I'm so sorry that I didn't know what else to do but to ask you Mm. to help. Mm. I'm so sorry I had to put you in that position. But it it might not be the thing that hurts her. Right. right? We don't You have to listen first. So you could do this. Mm -hmm. You could say, you know, I think of so many things uh, that you were asked to do tough uh, there were things i regret uh, in our in growing up because man i i blew it all the time but what are the things that have hurt you the most yeah. and then she tells you and mm-hmm. then you say oh i'm so sorry mm-hmm. yes that must really hurt mm-hmm. yes and yes. if it's appropriate you you ask for her forgiveness yes can you forgive me yes. will you forgive me all right. Well, you're going right. to do great, Londa. Yeah, I'll send you Jim Burns' book, oh. uh, "Doing Life with Our Adult Children." I think that that will help you. And uh, for you, uh, let me send you a "Healing Is a Choice." A great, great book that's got some wonderful choices. You know, and we don't necessarily experience physical healing here on Earth, but this book helps you. Have whatever healing is available by making these choices to forgive, choice to to grieve, things like that. 1-800-229-3000. That is the number to join Chris Williams, Dr. Jill Hubbard. Let's go to John, Little Elm, Texas. And John, when I think of Little Elm, Texas, I, I think of the town square. Uh, and there's a little elm tree right there in the middle, but I bet that's not true. How are you? Well, I'm fine. How are you? Good. What's going on in your life, and how could we help? Well, I just wanted to comment, kind of, because, um, you know, one time in my life, I did have a girl that probably had quite a few affairs on me, and I felt bad. Hmm. You know, I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit down and think to myself, why do I feel so bad? What is up? And what I've realized was, whether you're a guy or girl, we give all of ourselves to our spouse, everything. Uh, our whole love, our whole everything. And I realized to myself, you can't do that, because then there's no room for yourself. And that's why I felt so bad. So, even though it might sound a little greedy, but I thought to myself, you know what, I have been given one life by God. One life. And I am going to enjoy it. And if you want to come with me as my partner, you can. But if you don't want to, don't tell me I can't go. You well, know, and that's where uh, why I've stayed married well, for 34 on. years, I think, is because. John, hold on. I, the music's playing. I've got to yeah. go. But uh, you're bringing up some really interesting perspectives here that I want to talk to you about. I think all of us do. So hold on. You're listening to New Life Live. Be back after this break. 1-800-229-3000. We'll be back after this 1-800-229-3000 I was really living a very anxiety filled life I turned on New Life and the topic that day was about anxiety and just by listening I got relief you can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today when you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible personal size the one year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional the New Life Journal a New Life Pen and Highlighter and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all 
Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here. We are talking with John, and um, John was talking about, you know, you you uh, can't give all yourself. You won't have anything left for you. And Chris, when you were hearing this, uh, what were you thinking? Well, I think I, I think that John has some really good things to share, and it's this: is that he, the, Paul talks about this actually in the Bible quite a bit, and that like marriages even have these planned times apart, mm-hmm. and it's good to be apart. It's good that we really, really maintain that strong sense of ourself and who we are as we build life together. Now, mm-hmm. now John said something. I think may. I'm not sure if I understood his or misunderstood his intention, but it's like, well, I'm going to go do my life, and if you want to join me, fine. If you don't, that's okay too. That's also a little bit more of the extreme end of the of the sense that it is selfish. You could take it to an extreme. You could take it to an extreme, Mm -hmm. whereas marriage is about building common relationship and common life together. Which requires tremendous amount of wisdom and nuance Mm -hmm. to figure out throughout the course of life in the different seasons and iterations, what's me and what's you and what's us. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to maintain that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some people have this attitude of, this is the way you married me. This way I'm going to be. Now, you just adjust to that. I don't necessarily think that's what you're saying, John, but you, but I think you're saying, Chris, that's what we need to avoid. Jill, yeah. your thoughts here. Well, John, I think that you do have some wisdom to offer, and I heard you say you've been married 34 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea of not giving up yourself and being so lost in a relationship that that other person becomes like an idol yes right and so that's not a good place to be and it sounds like that's where you found yourself before so in marriage i'm hoping that in all that you said you've learned the art of compromise and that there's times when she goes along with you and there's times when you go along with her and you both get some of what you want yeah good point so um I would just be sure that the marriage hasn't lasted for all these years, over 30 years, because you've just demanded that you're going to do things your way and have your time, and she's just acquiescing and following along. It's a great thing to leave this conversation and just ask her, am I too overbearing? Am I too demanding? And if she says, and you believe it to be true, um, no. You're amazing and wonderful, and I'm glad you get to do the things that bring life back into you, then you're good. I do know this, though. Ephesians 5.20 says, Submit yourselves one to another out of reverence for Christ. And then there are about 40 words in the translation I have 
on a woman submitting, followed by over 100 words to a man to die to himself. So, there has to be some two words, start with A, accommodation and adaptation. I need to accommodate her and I need to adapt some of me to her. And if both people are doing that, it works out pretty well. I will send you uh, the book that I wrote with Fred Soker on mutual submission. It's called Every Man's Marriage, and I think it will be very, very helpful to you. All right, Larry Sonnenberg's in the studio. Larry, what do you think would be helpful to me? <laughs> we don't have time, Steve. <laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah, we'll just skip that for time. Remember, he's going to the heart doctor. Yeah, today, that's true. So you don't wanna... Yeah, cardiologist. All right. So, what do you have for us, Larry? Well, in this uh, preparation for the restore workshop next week, uh, Jill has a testimony that she's going to read for us. Okay. Excellent. Before I came, I was stuck riding the merry-go-round of pain, darkness, no hope, feeling sick and trapped. I was trying to survive on my own, but sinking more and more into depression and numbness. This workshop has been so freeing, finding other women who share my same pain, and learning how to claim truth for myself from God has changed me. I see now I have hope, and I understand God's love and grace for me. I am leaving with hope and support assurance and understanding of who God says I am and how he sees me. I am not crazy. I'm not lost. I am not alone. And I'm not at the end. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Ooh. You know what? <laughs> That's yeah. what we're looking for. She used the word hope a few times in yep. there. Mm-hmm. And I just want to appeal to you ladies who have no hope right now. And you're just not sure anything could change. This, this woman is an example of what happens there. Mm-hmm. God's Spirit jumps in and makes changes. Oh, and, sure does. Uh, we, we really want you to be there. And, folks, we want you to support this ministry for what happens with uh, what we get involved with. We're, we don't get all the credit. We get credit for setting the stage. God's Holy Spirit does the work. And just want to thank everybody who is supporting. And uh, if you haven't supported, do it the first time. Give us a call today. Okay, so here's my analogy. You're a disciple. Jesus is standing there. You haven't caught any fish. What you're doing, where you are, it's not working. And then Jesus, who absolutely knows what he's talking about, (laughs) says, hey, guys, throw the nets on the other side. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if the disciples had said, you know what? We have been fishing on this side. For years, and it always happens. Eventually, if we come back enough, it's going to happen. So I think it might be, I mean, I know you're a good guy, but I think it might be better if we didn't follow your advice and just stuck with what we know about this lake. Mm. What a sad thing. So here you are, you're over on that side of the boat, and nothing is working for you, and we're telling you, a lot of people have cast their net over into working with us, going to restore, and they have they've experienced transformation. And I want you to, in fact, here's the deal. Larry, I, I will pay somebody to come. <laughs> so I uh, 
the next 10 women that sign up, I will pay $100 each of their coming. That's, wow. that's how much I want you to, I mean, it's not much, you know, it's 100 bucks. So, but maybe that just shows you how much I believe that you're going to call me, write me a letter, a uh, long one, and say, thank you for encouraging me to go because it's going to change things for you. Steve, New Life has a scholarship fund, and if $100 is not enough for somebody, we can still give more money to help Absolutely. somebody come. Yeah. All right, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, or go to newlife.com, but sign up, come, and receive the bonus scholarship <laughs> from Steve, and, and we can. We can help you in a bigger way than that. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Thank you, Larry, for coming. It's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, we're going to be in the, in the studio for an hour and 20 minutes more, and you could be part of that program, uh, the end of this one or that one, 1-800-229-3000. That is the phone number, 1-800-229-3000. Let's go to Susie from Dallas, Texas, and, of course, she uh, listens, as anybody can, on the Internet. Hi, Susie. How are you today? I'm hanging in there. Thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> Great. Uh, how can we help? So the reason for yes, um, I'm I'm in a quandary over wanting to make the most godly decision with regard to a young niece-in-law that I don't know very well, and okay. she got caught in a conversation that I initiated with my nephew over um, some inappropriate behavior that he uh, did toward my daughter when he was 12 and my daughter was five years old. My, the, the children now are 20 and 28 or 27. <clears throat> and so lots of years have passed. Um, there has been processing it within our family over the trauma that was caused. Um, he, was, he was addressed back then by my husband although his parents um, say that he denied any of that. And long and the short of it is, time has moved on, and I recently had a bonfire gathering at my house where, out of an abundance of wanting to include this new member of our family, they live in another state about five and a half hours away. I reached and I extended this invite to this young new niece-in-law never expecting them to come but lo and behold they show up and um, my daughter opts not to come to this family gathering because the nephew was there mm -hmm. are you tracking am i making mm -hmm. sense sure yeah. mm -hmm. yep so when um when the young couple show up my daughter opts not to be there and i hear the music but the bottom line is as a mom i talked it over with her dad we thought if the opportunity presents itself while we're at this gathering we'll broach the subject and maybe try to get young nephew or 28 year old nephew to maybe apologize to our daughter and somehow come to a resolution and what's okay. happened instead is hold on go. i gotta go the break's gonna happen we'll be back right after this To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. 
3000. That's the phone number to join us uh, now or in the next hour. 1-800-229-3000. Susie, uh, we've got some thoughts for you here. Just uh, a quick question. Did you um, ask your daughter before you invited him or said, yes, please come? Or did you just not for whatever reason? I invited the new young wife. I did not invite the nephew. And when I did, I invited with never expecting them to show up because they live five and a half hours away and they're a young family. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So this new niece-in-law is the same nephew's wife? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I missed that. So, and I'm just like, what's the motivation to inviting her and not him? Um... She's a nice young girl. My motivation was to show her that I was including her in our family, um, just wanting to be nice. That the motivation uh-huh. was okay. really. But did you think just, she would come without him to his family? I didn't. No, I didn't think they would come at all. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought it, I was a gesture, and gotcha. she and she actually she actually declined in the open invite and then side messaged me and said hey i didn't want anybody in your in you know at home to know we were coming but we're going to come and just like i have siblings in other states i invited them to let them know that there was a family thing going on mm-hmm. just to know that they were included and thought of that's right. all there was behind that okay and so yeah so let's us give you a little bit of help here before we have to close out the program. Uh, what are you folks here thinking, Jill and Chris? Can I go back to what's the sure. question for us? Yeah. How, how can the we help you? The question is, I opened, I opened up the can of worms. I spoke to, in, in looking at them as a union of one, I, I pulled them aside at one point and said, hey, my daughter is not here, your cousin is not here because you are here. And I'd like to clear the air because I want us all to be closer and put this behind us. And the nephew said, I don't know what you're talking about. And the niece uh, then posted that, was like, I need to know more. I can't stop thinking about it because she, I said, you know, back when you were 12 and Kellen was, sorry, shoot, my daughter was five. um, And the nephew said, I don't know what you're talking about. And okay. I had opened up this can of worms, and there I was. All right. We need to give you the some... Niece, the, niece, the, niece, the niece followed up by saying, I can't stop thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Please tell yeah. me. Okay. So we want to give you accurate direction. We feel for you that this has uh, happened, and it's uncomfortable. But let us give you some really direct thoughts here about the situation and maybe a way to repair it. Okay. I, I, think, I think first, if you haven't done so already, you need to apologize to your daughter for including them, right? And, and assume, yes, you were trying to do something nice, and that is a nice thing, but clearly the air has not been cleared up on this. There's been no resolution Excuse me. And he's. I have done that. I have apologized. Okay. Okay. And so now 
your nephew's wife is involved. I mean, I don't like family secrets, so in some ways you kind of pulled the covers off the family secret, and now there she and him are going to have to, to deal with this. But he's never really owned this mm-hmm. behavior. Correct. Right? And you're, you're telling us his parents never owned it either. So, so he never got help. So I think it's a little naive to think that he will just own it now and apologize for it to make Versus- it. With the exception of there, there was a conversation. He said some things about his chaplain and talking with his chaplain, and I got misled thinking he was more mature at this point than he apparently really is. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's bring in some wisdom here because obviously at a family event – pulling this very, very sensitive information out from under the rug in that setting is probably not the best or safest ways, way to do it. Not, not mm-hmm. to, and again, I don't, don't mean to pile on, but yeah, I, because I for me, this is a situation that is between him, your daughter, obviously yourself as well, because of the age in which it happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really think that there needs to be an invitation into a third-party process, a, a, mm. a good therapist that understands trauma, understands the dynamics, and that can help you guys navigate these conversations and p- potentially invite him into the conversation. You know, because it's really, it's really important that it be addressed. Mm-hmm. But it's also very yeah. Your intentions are good. Yeah, because well, she was five, he was twelve. It's it's really complicated in that. But he okay. needs a safe place to be able to do it. But your daughter needs safety as well. So it, you made an assumption that he was dealing with it with the chaplain. You made an assumption that he's told his wife about it, and you made the assumption that he would tell your daughter he's sorry. And I think you made the assumption your daughter would be okay with him showing up. Now, it, it's either you made some false assumptions or there might have been unconsciously or so an agenda that no matter what, you wanted this dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Um, he's always denied it. I don't know what this, how this is going to impact their marriage because you know there is this thing about some some things that were so long ago it was a long time ago um i would have had a private conversation with him and i would have said hey you denied this you still deny it does your wife know she needs to know uh my daughter's hurting still she needs an apology I would have had that kind of conversation, giving him a chance to respond to me being sensitive to him. Also, I would have had a private conversation with my daughter. Um, How would you feel? And I think she would probably say, I wouldn't feel good about any of this happening. I want you to tell them not to come. Might have been her response. You have to honor the daughter's wishes, but you don't know the wishes until she tells you. So I know that might be tough to hear, but often we have to stop long enough to consider all of the little tentacles that come out of whatever it is we're wanting to happen. 
I hope that's helpful. I'm going to send you a copy of uh, Every Believer's Thought Life. I think it'll help you with some of this. Anybody else, you can get it at New Life, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, newlife.com. A gift of any amount, we send you 100 Days to Freedom from Shame. We've talked about uh, the wonderful uh, Restore Workshop. Not, it isn't to restore your marriage. That might happen, but it's to restore you. And I hope that you'll call us, let us help you. Uh, with that because we've seen so many people that thought there was no hope for a life free of pain, trouble, term, turmoil. We've seen them have freedom, and we want that for you. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And then, um, don't forget, it's Valentine's Day. The greatest thing is love. God is love. Great day to ask a question. Am I a loving person? If you need help with loving... Call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.